Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. June 15th, 2011, Rogers Arena, Vancouver, Canada. Booze rain down in a hostile environment. The Bruins are tied with the Canucks 3-3. Three three. Lord Stanley's Cup is in the building. This is Game 7 of the 2011 Stanley Cup Final. Hello, and welcome to Games with Names, presented by WinBet. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morell, and we're on the search to find the greatest games of all time. We're in studio, joined with our good friend Joe List. Hilarious comic, two specials uh, with millions of views on YouTube, I Hate Myself, and this year's material, and a great new movie out called uh, Fourth of July on LouisCK.com. Check it out. On today's episode, we're talking Game 7 of the 2011 Stanley Cup Final, The Bruins, and the Canucks will be uh, taking a look back at these teams to lead up to the series. We'll be joined by Zdeno Chara. Chara. Is he, is he one of your faves? One of my faves. One of the greats of all time. Most feared fighter in the history of the league. Sweet guy. Tallest guy. They had to change the rules for the stick length. Do you know about the stick length? I've heard of this. Yeah. I had the same rule in my house. My penis was too long for the house, folks. <laughs> do we do jokes or yeah, how does absolutely. it work? Okay. No, yeah, dude. This is a joke-free joke. environment, went, dude. Can I you went, can you stop with the jokes? I went big dick early. Sorry. <laughs> He's got the longest stick. It's better than a small dick. <laughs> I hate small dicks. Small dicks suck, dude. Yeah. Damn. Too bad you got one, bro. What the fuck, dude? Zing. Fuck. This is the craziest episode of Games and Names yet. Ever. We'll check out what was going on in the world in June 2011, and we'll wrap it up by scoring the game and giving it a name. Follow Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Games with Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review and recommend a game for us to cover. So, you know, why are we doing this match? Is, is this one of the all-timers for you? 
Well, this was the clinching game. See, I mean, I don't want to just come in here and start criticizing the show. But to me, the game is 2013 against the Maple Leafs. The Bruins were down 4-1 to one with nine minutes left. Came back and won. It's There's like, a reason it's the 20, we're doing that, though, It's right? the 28-3. Oh, am I blowing this? No, is he, right. Was he dead? Was he not on the team? Was he retired? We're saving that one for Bergeron. Oh, you oh. got to have Bergeron. You got to have me in. That's my <laughs> man crush. Ooh. We're going to have you back. Oh, back. my God. You'll be our honorary Bruins guy. If I had to have sex with one man. Really? If I got to have sex. Whatever the... I love Bergeron. Chara stinks. I don't even like him. <laughs> He's huge, though. No, I'm only And you kidding. already have, we already, already talked about dick, Joe. You, you say you don't like small dicks. He's got a big dick, probably. I'm only kidding. I love Chara. He is one of my favorite players of all time. He's just not as hot as Bergeron. But no, this game was unbelievable. It was the day they won the cup. I was uh, drunk. I was in the East Village. I tried to go to, there was a Boston bar called Professor Tom's. I met, my, I met one of my girlfriends there. She's st still saved in my phone as Ellie Professor Tom's. Oh, wow. Was she yeah. a Boston girl? No, she wasn't. She just happened to be at the bar. Well, that's where I, I went there, but it was too packed when I got there. So I had to go to just like a regular bar and be like, can I get the Stanley Cup final on? And they were like, no. And I was like, please. And I had to give them, I like palmed them money to get the hockey game on. And I just watched on like a little TV by myself. Oh my God. Yeah. Where, where's your accent? Why don't you have an accent? You said bar. You should be saying bah. Well, I used to have an accent and everyone called me a big tool piece of shit idiot. And then... Goodwill Hunting came out. I, I tried to curb my accent, and then Goodwill Hunting came out when I was in high school, and then all of a sudden it was cool to have the accent, but I had already lost it. It'll come out if I was drinking or if we But you don't drink love. no more. We don't drink no more. I don't drink anymore, no. But if I did, I'd sound like a Kennedy. <laughs> I was trying to go for Kennedy on the open. That was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've, um, I've been told better. I didn't know you were doing Boston. That, I thought that was... That was that was my Boston accent. You know, I spent a lot of time there. People say I sound like a Bostonian, so I wanted yeah. to put it out there. I went for Kennedy once. I had a woman in my trunk. It was terrible. <laughs> oh. Ted Kennedy. Samantha. <laughs> that is too far. Well, so but no, this game was unbelievable. Game seven. Yeah, the game itself is like it's kind of a blowout, but it's it's still game seven. It was amazing because um First of all, the Bruins that year played the most games ever to win a Stanley Cup. They had three out of the four series went seven. He, I yeah. remember that, I think. You, you, how many games of these did you go to? I went to game six where they lost, so. Yeah. I didn't go, no. Or they won game six. I went to that game then, and then they brought it to seven. Yeah, I, I went to that game. Uh, I went to a bunch of these games. You know, you, you live in Boston. I don't, you're not really used to that. You go to a lot of like championship type games. You know, I've been to Red Sox World Series, played in a couple Super Bowls, few Super Bowls. Sorry, um, and then yeah, you know, you watch these games. I think the Rebs even went to a championship one of these times. This is the game I think that they won that made it an all decade where you won in every sport, Boston, right? I think yeah, we yes. yeah yeah they were the last. That's yeah. insane that. I think we through. had three of them in a year. Yeah, I guess. Um, Here, it was, we had, we went to the Super Bowl this year and lost. When did the Sox win? Sox won in 13. Year. They won in 04, 7, 13, and 18. The 13, no. Yeah, I don't know. The Bruins went to the cup final in 13. And lost. And lost. That was, I mean, I, don't you want to ask him about that too? They were up game six. They were up a goal with like 80 seconds left. They lost in regulation. You ask him. I don't want to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
he's such an intimidating guy when you see him on the ice. He's like seven feet tall, and then you put like five inches of skate on him. It's terrifying. It's huge. Terrifying. Is he the tallest hockey player ever? Yeah. Yeah, I think and so. I, that, like legitimately like the most feared fight. I mean, his reach is like nine feet. I mean, he could punch the goalie from the blue line. But he was never <laughs> really insane. the fighter, though. It was always like Sean Thornton, Milan would always fight. Yeah, but he would he'd fight, but he wasn't the go-to guy. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't, you know, he, it's almost like he was like, everyone knew not to fuck with him. Somebody fought him recently, and it didn't go great. Not that long ago. Anyways. He, well, he was a guy that even Sam was trying to get him to sign some form to get on the show, and he wouldn't sign it, and he was like, I don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, he's got that level of intimidation even on like a Zoom. He's a very, <laughs> very intimidating guy. I've I've seen him once riding. He he rides a bike around Boston because he he lived in north the North End and he would ride his bike to the arena. And I think his bike it's like a huge giant bike, and you just see this large human just riding his bike around. And everyone, no one fucked with them. Everyone just looked and said, "Hey, Char," and he just roll around. Just intimidating everyone as he goes. He's so terrifying, but he has the reputation for being like the sweetest, Sweet. most thoughtful guy, best teammate ever. Yeah. He's a good, good glue guy. He's a glue guy. Let's go back to June 15, 2011. The number one movie was uh, Super 8. Remember that one? Yeah, it was like, uh, wasn't that uh, Spielberg's like, comeback home? Come he out? produced it. I don't think it was a bunch it. of kids. A camera, oh, something yeah. bad yeah. happened. Same synopsis like as uh, R. Like Kelly's doc. And, <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! Right. Uh, no, but it was it was like a it was like a Stranger Things almost type vibe, yeah. like that type of. It was fun. I think I remember seeing it and being like, "That was fun," and then never seeing it again. I think it's J.J. Abrams, right? J.J. Abrams. I never saw it. But it's, it's it had a lot of hype. Had a lot of hype. Number one song in America, "Rolling in the Deep." Adele. That was a classic. That was massive. Yeah, it's a great song. Something like that. Did it. Anthony Weiner, photo scandal, resigns June 16th, the day after this, he resigned. Holy shit. Weiner? That was, who had it harder than Huma? His poor wife. Oh. I guess the people that got the messages. <laughs> I don't know. No, he was, uh, he, that, she stuck it out with him, like, for a while. That's a great doc. Did you watch that doc? Heartbreaking. Yeah. Have you seen no. it? Incredible. Oh, my God. It's, in, yeah, I saw it in an Upper West Side movie theater, which is where Me you want to see it. I think we, we saw that together? We might have seen it together. Maybe not. I don't know. But nah, I, that doesn't sound right, but that's yeah. really something, that we both saw it at the same theater. I that couldn't been, gone. It couldn't have been playing in that many theaters. No, I don't think so. It was AMC Times Square. It was in the big, uh... <laughs> Just kidding, because it's a small movie. Does anyone ever bombed as hard as I'm bombing? You're doing great. You're not bombing at all, dude. You're wearing masks. Oh You're doing great. This is like this is like the B. I'm down four one right now. <laughs> He's not <laughs> down, dude. You're just no. out here just talking, dude. You're doing great, dude. Wow. You're but uh, Charlie Sheen was fired from Two and a Half Men. I think that's was that pre HIV. We didn't know he had HIV yet, so that was post. But I think he knew. I think that was part of the meltdown. Oh, I think that's why he was doing the winning shit. I think it was a defense. So does is mechanism? Is he positive, or is he not? I think HIV you can just get rid of with like Tylenol PM. Now. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Like in South Park, you just got to inject money, like Michael John <laughs> Magic Johnson, right? I think he just, uh, yeah, I think he's probably all right. I, I mean. <laughs> he's back. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's okay. He's making a thing. He's doing an entourage with the entourage guy. Is he? Yeah. Wasn't there a story where he bought Bill Buckner's ball 
And then Bill Buckner came out and was like, no, I have that ball. I've always had it. Do you remember that? I think that was a story. Jack, I think he spent like $350,000 to buy the yeah, ball. Charlie Sheen? Yeah, that went through Buckner's legs. And then Bill Buckner came out. Maybe I made this up, but I think I remember hearing this. And Bill Damn. Buckner was like, I have that ball. I've always had that ball. That's not the ball. He, Buckner has the ball. That's weird. This is the story. Remember, this could be totally incorrect information. But that was a story that was told. It is true that that was told to me. Buckner keeping that ball is like Magic Johnson <laughs> keeping a needle or something. I know that's not how he got it, but that's like that level of crazy. He got it from fucking, but you get the gist I'm making. Uh, anyway, uh, we killed Osama. God. That's like terrible to have the ball. I know. Why would you keep that? Well, I think you don't want Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I'm not sure. I remember when they killed Osama. That was during the NHL playoffs because they cut into like, it might have even been the Canucks. It was earlier in the uh, playoffs. They found him in like what? They found him in like a little hole. Remember they found him in a hole? No? Or was that, was that Usa? That was Saddam. Saddam. That was Saddam. He was in a house Get my in, uh, in Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> Dude, he, oh, I remember that. That was like the most unified we've been as a country. Because no one was fucking pro Bin Laden. Got it. So. This no? Kardashian, she married Chris Humphreys. Remember this? This was yeah, early Kim really Kardashian though. celebrity. This was a televised, this wedding. This was, I mean, a journeyman landing a hot piece. I mean, how? when does that happen? Uh, she and then blowing it? It's like Ime Yadoka being with Nia Long or something. That's... Can you believe? That, She's got okay. like $5 billion companies now. I know she's it's that's unreal. She's fucking rich, dude. She's so rich. She has more money than us. A lot more <laughs> money. Than us. <laughs> she's got a wide range too from Humphreys, Kanye, Pete, Pete Davidson, Pete. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't discriminate. She goes for everyone. Yeah. She's been all over Reggie Bush. Was she with Reggie? Reggie yeah. fucked her, right? Ray J? Ray J? That was the that was the one that put her on the map. Or the internet, either one. But uh, either way, hockey, 2011. NHL got a new deal with NBC Universal, previously on Versus Outdoor Life Network. That was oh, that, that was, was a bad weird. time in our oh, lives. Hockey got fucked, and now they're done with NBC. Now this is come and gone. This deal, yeah, now they're on ESPN Plus. Well, well that's well, it's good. At least they're on. T there was a period you couldn't find hockey on TV. Yeah, it was right before this. But then the NHL, the NBC was amazing. I loved it. Um, Heart Trophy MVP. I'm. I, I don't know. I gotta. I gotta come out of my shell right now. I'm a little. You're intimidating me. Yeah, I know. I feel like uh, you guys uh, hate me. me here. I'm getting a real bad. I'm getting a bad energy. Bad juju here. I'm gonna. Have to, I'm juju? A, I'm a, I'm a, Whoa. Whoa. Damn. Oh geez. We're gonna have to right now, especially with what's going on with Kanye, dude. We. <laughs> I think the spelling's different. I think it's. It is. is. I think it's it G U. Ah, whatever. We, something. But I might pull a sweater overhead and start throwing punches, a la <laughs> Chara, a la Chara. That's fun. We're back. <laughs> I went juju and then a la back to back. <laughs> Praise a la Chara. <laughs> um. um all right. Art Ross, uh, Art Ross Trophy points leader. You have better eyesight than me. I must read that as the Axl Rose Trophy. Is it? Yeah. The Sedin Sisters, one of the one of the great T-shirts of all time. One of the great sports T-shirts of all time. <laughs> Daniel two, two girls, no cup. That's good. Fuck. Called them the Sedin. I'm like, whoever came up with that is like a brilliant writer. 
They, that is weird. That what is do you, great. Well, I never heard so that. So him and his brother, the yeah. Sedin, they're, I think they're twins, but they yeah. called them the Sedin sisters, people that hated them because they were the goal scorers, but they weren't considered tough guys. So they called them the Sedin sisters, and then the Bruins beat them in the Stanley Cup. So there was T-shirts that we sold, black and yellow, that yeah, said was, two sisters, two girls, no cup. That's a great, yeah. that's a great That's pretty good. I was trying to think one in my head, and I was like, Winkle Loss Brothers? I don't know. <laughs> That's not bad. That wasn't bad, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a... McCordy? The time is... The time's passed, I think. <laughs> they, they just retired last year or two years ago. I can't keep track. Well, those are always the best when you find the, the those great sports memes and you're like, who the fuck wrote that? I remember like, I'd go to like BCBU hockey games and then the BC people would chant, sucks to be you. And you're like, that is also pretty clever. That's very good. It's pretty good. Colleges always have the best puns. They're really good, and then like the uh, the I think Syracuse started when the, the foul out the, the left right left right left set. You ever see that when they no. foul out? No. Are you guys sports fans? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know. he did all right. When somebody when they, when somebody fouls out against Syracuse, the whole arena as they're walking to the bench, they left, chant left right, right left, and then they'll stop, and so the chant stops, and then they take one step, it'll be like left right. Sad. Everyone yells Sid. It's pretty oh, great. That's fun. I've been to a Syracuse game. I haven't. So I went you, to you got game. me there. I got Hakeem Warwick. That that squad, they were good. I've been uh, to the Syracuse McNamara. Funny Bone and almost killed myself. That was <laughs> every time I've ever gone. Maybe the worst club in the country. I just was there last week. It's a nightmare. It's horrible. Yeah. In Syracuse? It's really bad, yeah. yeah. What the coaches, the assistant coach's wife just got robbed in the parking lot, didn't she? Oh, is that right? That I, sounds right. That seems like it's happening everywhere in this country. Yeah, right but now. Syracuse is a special level of fucking Robberies. horrible. You know what no one's done yet that should happen next in basketball? With the free throw, everybody's yelling and screaming at the same time. But more of a distraction would be silence and then one person yells something. Because when everyone's yelling, it's just a white noise. Noise. That's it would be smart. better if it was dead silent and as he threw, someone went like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, you know, that's, someone needs to coordinate that. Duke could do that. I'm here to help, folks. I did that once at a, I was, a, I was a, at a preseason game and I had courtside tickets and no one says shit because it's preseason, so they don't care. But I saw John Wall and I was like, you've gained a lot of weight. And he just heard me. <laughs> it was crazy. He's just looking at me like, yeah, fuck you. And now I heard he came out with all this depression stuff, and I feel, like, horrible about it. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Eh. He contributed. I know. I'm, I feel like I've, he did, like, a Players' Tribune thing, and I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm part of the problem. You're a heckler. I'm a heckler. That's all you are. I am. I should have been at the Syracuse Funny Bone, ruining your fucking set. <clears throat> Terrible. Yeah. Terrible club. In the middle of nowhere. The Vezina Paul. Trophy. Yeah. Best goalie, Tim Thomas, Bruins. What is it? Vezna. Vezna. Yeah. Sports fan. Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas was, was unbelievable, yeah. But I I always got it. He, he was never really great in the regular season, and he was always crazy. Didn't he have, like, a bomb shelter he lived in or something, or he lives there now? I think he went a little cuckoo. I don't know. He was a big conservative guy, so that might have been part of it, you know. And um, and But he was he was on his head, as they say, that whole playoff run. It was unbelievable. But didn't Tuka didn't come in? Or that was 13. That, that was 13, 13, yeah. But he was, dry, he was there. He was there, yeah. He was the backup. Tuka's got a ring. Tuka's got a ring. He Tuka got used a couple K's. rings, no? They only got one with this whole thing? They got one. They had two conference championships. Yeah, conference championships. Sidney Crosby suffers a concussion during the Winter Classic on June 1, and it, uh, January 1, and is unable to play the rest of the playoffs 
Hmm. Ooh, that's sad, Kyler. He's a big Penguins fan, even though he's from Western Massachusetts. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Yikes. What were we doing, Sam? What were you doing in 2011? We did, I remember we did that gig in 2011. Oh, yeah. I bottomed out. I had, My rock bottom was with you on that gig. We, we did. This is completely my fault, but Liz and I did, uh, first off, we did a co-headlining week at a club, uh, a run of casinos called Bonkers with a Z, and it was just as bad as it sounds. And I, it, I booked it, and it, this was my fault. We flew into the wrong state on the wrong day. I fucked up that hard. It was it was Wisconsin. I think we flew into Michigan. No, we, I believe, yes. It, no, the gig was in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, but we flew to Detroit. Yeah. So technically it was the right state, but they were like, no, you got to fly to Milwaukee. So we had to rent a car and drive like all the way around <laughs> Lake Michigan or whatever it is. And that's when I revealed to you that I can't really drive. And you can't drive. Yeah. And I City was, kid. Yeah. It was great. New York can drive, right? I call him a city hick. It's bad. Colin Quinn, also not a great driver. Better than you. But Sam got in the car and it, immediately I was like, nope, no, 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 no. Switch <laughs> seats. And then he was like, I'm just not great at turns. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? Switch seats on the highway? <laughs> like, there's no... Heck, is it just from lack of driving? Yeah, I just never really learned. I have a license. I, I charm my way through the license. I failed two tests. And the third time I got a laugh out of the gate. Where I just said, I'm terrible. Please don't fail me. And she laughed. And I was like, I'm in. And I, she passed me. I hit cones. I was horrible. She shouldn't have passed me. Jeez. Man. But I got a license. And uh, one of the highlights of that week, I remember, uh, first thing I remember is the band Cheap Trick. We're in a casino. The, the, the band room in the casino is under construction, which pushed Cheap Trick, a band of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, into the comedy club. <laughs> and it pushed us, the comedy show, into a bar during the... Uh, NL playoffs, and it was, I think the, the Brewers, Brewers were the in the playoffs, yeah. And Joe and I were switching who would go first and second, and that show Joe went first, and they wouldn't turn the game off at the bar. So people are just watching the, <laughs> they're watching the Brewers get their ass kicked, and Liss is on stage, and they're not listening, so Joe, Joe just goes, oh, fuck you, I'm glad they're losing. And then, and he's just trashing them, and it's, it's I'm losing it laughing. And then after that, Joe goes, alright, Sam Morrell, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I have to follow that. It was horrendous. And then there was a big post, and I had been doing comedy about 27 years longer than Sam at that point. <laughs> well, it's still at this point, I guess. And I had a huge, there was a huge poster and it said, Sam Murill. And it was a six foot poster of Sam. And it was like, and also Joe Lift <laughs> down here. And I was like, I thought we were co-headlining. And he's like, I didn't make the poster. It was or really did bad. I didn't feel good about it. It was really bad. And then we uh, did, felt terrible. Did, uh, ugh. What, does that like mess up the friendship a little? I don't like Sam anymore. <laughs> you're asking. Yeah, no, I, I can't stand him. But um, no, it was it was it was it was tough. I mean, I didn't blame him. He didn't make the poster. I blamed him for flying to the wrong state. Also, also you left out the best part. This is when Joe was still drinking. So Joe, I, he was very good at hiding his drinking. He drove us home from the casino in a blackout, and I didn't know he was blackout drunk. And the next day, Joe was like, "How did we get home?" And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You drove us." And he goes, "Yeah, but in my defense, me blackout drunk's a better driver than you." Sober, and he was right. True. Maybe it's a good thing that you're you're not drinking it. <laughs> no, yeah. I, well, I just needed the Bruins to get the cup, and that was the last thing I needed. But that was definitely like a low. I remember crying. I was like sitting in my hotel, being like, "My life's a failure. I'm a mess." 
And then you're like, what's wrong? And I was like, I can't tell you. You know what the funniest part was? He was he was crying. We were in like the Milwaukee Athletic Club. The funniest we, part, he's crying. <laughs> the funny, we're in this Milwaukee hotel and like comics will do a joke sometimes where you're like, oh, does your hotel room have a hot tub? And we're like, very funny because we, we'd all be in shitholes. And Joe said that to me and I'm like, haha. And then I go to his room. For some reason, they put Joe in the presidential suite. It was crazy. And I'm, so I'm in this like shitty little room. And then I go to Joe's room. I'm like, this is like extravagant. And Joe's still crying. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> one's got the big sign. One's got the hot tub. Sounds That's like, true. it was Sounds like you guys are a match made. So that was, two, that was 2011. 2011. So then you get, we were what? Tw how, how old are you? I'm 40 now. 40? So I would have been. 29 then I think. yeah yeah we were, what? we were like 26 yeah wow time flies when you're having fun let's talk about this matchup though yeah yeah let's let's talk about this matchup bruins record 46 25 and 11 still gets me that they have so many ties in hockey third in the conference coach claude julian coming off a season where they blew a 3-0 series lead to the Flyers in the second round. Eighth, eighth in goals scored. Third in goals allowed. Prior season, Cam Neely was named the team president. They drafted old Tyler Sagan second overall. Yeah. I know Sagan pretty well. Oh, really? Oh, he was fantastic. Still fantastic. Dude has a hog. Really? Really. He's got a big dick? Huge. Damn. It's, and I've seen some. I've seen some now. Any other shout outs? We've heard Brandon Belt's got a huge cock. Yeah, yeah. What about Huey Lewis? You ever see his? No. Cock? Legendary. <laughs> Is it, really? I wouldn't imagine you would have, but it's just legendary. I, yeah. I golfed with him at Augusta. What? Really? Yeah. Did you get a look at the I didn't. Pants? I didn't know. I didn't know oh. he had that energy. He did oh. have an energy, a big dick energy. Damn. If I could turn back time, you know, <laughs> take a peek at the urinal. Did you, did you, you, you saw it? I've never seen it, but it's legend. There was that woman, the famous rock, um, what do you call it? Groupie. She did uh, molds of all the, the dicks. And she said him and Jimi Hendrix had the biggest. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, Sagan, he, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. Milton wow. Burl's got a big dick, they say. Yeah. There's a the famous Friars Club joke, his dick's on display on the second, third, and fourth floor. <laughs> That's the old joke. How about, uh, so where do you see his dong? In the locker room? No. Uh, <laughs> that was <a> <laughs> Trying to come up with a story. Yeah, let me, let me think real quick. Um, no, nah, he just, we, we, you know, we went out a bunch. We were young. <laughs> and uh, you could see the lining down his leg. He used to wear tight pants. He just had the hugest dong I've ever seen. Wow. A white guy. Like Sam, Fun. those tight Lululemon runners, man. It, it was that sweet outline. Literally extraordinary. And I, yeah. I'll keep it at that. Let's, uh, the forward Greg, Gregory Campbell and Nathan Horton were acquired before the season. Horton, got some stories about him, right? He they, got knocked out in this series. They were they were clutch. He was unbelievable. And did that, he get knocked I out? Forget that he was a rookie. Is that right? I mean I, that that memory I have lost. Was that was this this series? He got knocked out. Horton Gregory yes. Gregory Campbell also broke his leg and finished his shift. I think that was that year. That's he got that's, he took a shot off the shin and it like shattered his fibula or tibula and he finished the shift. You got to see the footage. It's crazy. He's using his stick and just oh skates God. around. The whole crowd was chanting Campbell, which is fun because Campbell's my mother's maiden name. So we were all like going crazy. By the way, worth noting also, the year before, they blew the 3-0 lead to Philly. They also had a three-goal lead in Game 7. 
They blew a three-game lead and then a three-goal lead wow. in the seventh game. And I swore them off forever, and then they won the cup the next year. Damn, that's sports, man. You keep coming back. That's that's the best. Some notable, notable names. Tim Thomas caught fire in the playoffs. I remember that. He was just he was saving everything that, that year. Uh, we already went over he was a weird guy. Kyler's point, terrible goalie in the regular season, but insane at st- stopping the puck. Terrible goalie, insane at stopping the puck. What does that mean? Uh, he technically was awful. <laughs> uh, like unconventional, goofy helmet, goofy style. Like a goalie coach, like roll over in his grave looking at that shit. But uh, just he would just get a moment. He just couldn't put a puck past him. So like a goalie coach is the worst nightmare. But he just had something to stop the puck. Nice. I remember that year in thirteen, like when it was like the transition to Tuke. Yeah. That like he was going, he was like literally crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. That thirteen team because keeps coming back to my sobriety, but that was like my life was renewed. So I was like particularly in love with that team because I had like a new sense of new lease on life, yeah. as they say. So it was quite painful when they lost, but it was still fun and great. This, these players are bringing back memories, seeing all these. Sean Thornton was on that team. Sean, you know him? I know him very well. He's with God. Tampa right now doing a, he's, I think he's like the GM. Oh, wow. The, no? Sean Thornton, yeah. He's, he works in like the upper upper division or something. Is it Tampa? I really like that we're putting the producers Florida Panthers. to work. Huh? What? Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. <laughs> Same thing. Tampa, Same thing. Miami. Tampa, Miami. Same city. But he was always a cool dude. I actually drank a beer out of the cup after this game they won this with him wow yeah, he held a he held like a party and i know that's like not supposed to happen if you're not on the team you can't drink out of it or something is that a rule i have no, no idea pft commenter drank out of the cup did he right? yeah remember he said he drank out of it yeah fucking asshole. he got some dirty looks but he did it yeah yeah he got some dirty look yeah, that was you're a boston sports guy you should be allowed to drink no nah, it was cool man he was oh he's we still keep in touch to this day um they had sagan obviously who joined uh, in the uh, he joined in the playoffs that before rookie rule, so like they drafted him, brought him up for the playoffs. Then he was pre rookie, then he's a rookie the next year, and he was a stud flying on that ice. Milan, huge buddy, me and him chug beers all the time in the north end when he was back in the living with all these hockey players. You know, all these they're guys. drunks, man. They just they just get fucked up, bro. bro I, I couldn't believe it. We'd be in our off season and they'd have a game the next day and they'd be drinking beers till fucking two o'clock, get up, go to the ice, and be able to run or skate like it's it's unreal they're they're built different they're, playing hockey hungover i just cannot even imagine. imagine i think it'd be great though that that'd be the best setting to be hungover in it's like cool on the ice you know you get a little you feel that freshness i know yeah, but I the, so. the spinning and everything i feel like you would just get thrown your equilibrium would be thrown off i don't know 100 percent. patrice bergeron yeah loved him nose face killer brad marchand he was cool and thorty I don't know who um, wrote Jewish in parentheses there, but I resent that right there. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye? All right. The Canucks, 54-19. and 19, uh, A finesse team, first in the Western Conference, built for the regular season, right? I mean, yeah, they won the President's Cup this yeah. year, I believe. Which is not yeah. a good sign, right? That's, no, the President's Cup winner never wins the Cup. Yeah, yeah. Sharks. Feels are, like. I, I grew up in the San Jose area, and Sharks always feel like they win the President's Cup and haven't sniffed a Stanley Cup. Yeah. I'm wearing Sharks colors. I know. That's why I said, remember, I was like, that's a good sweatshirt. Yeah. How about uh, coming off two straight second round exits to the Blackhawks? This is when Chicago was red hot. Who'd they have? Who's that kid? 
They had the, the Duncan Keith. They oh oh the, uh, Tabes, Jonathan Tabes, and then uh, who's the other guy? Who I think Patrick Kane. Problematic. Yeah. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Yeah, he was a wasn't he a star? Which one was problematic? One of them had issues. It was what Kane. Did Kane do? He um, like uh, took a cab ride and instead of like paying the cab, he like threw change out of him and like left. Oh, oh that's not so that's bad. nothing. That's, that's kind of fun. Oh, oh all right. wow. Okay. Um, but they had yeah Duncan Keith. Was got, one of my how did they players. find out about it? The, the cab driver like yelled like he must have been hammered or something. That's one of those. I wonder what his Uber rating is now. <laughs> I know that's what you can't even do that in an Uber no. though. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. You're done. Put a fork in him. Coach Mike Gillis finished first in both goals scored and goals allowed. Uh, a lot of notable names here. We got Luongo in goal, who was that was a a feared goalie and apparently bad shit, right? Is he that shit? I don't even know. He went on to the Panthers, too. He's a sexy fella. Kessler was great. The Sedin sisters. How come every goalie's always a little weird? It's like it's like a kicker. Always a little weird. Yeah, the kickers. Who's the weirdest kickers? We actually had good kickers. Goskowski was cool, uh, you know, but the punters. Well, yeah, I didn't like Zoltan Mesko. Why not? I liked him, but he was just annoying. He was like a little kid. He had this fucking sign that he used to do for his a Z for his name. Ugh. He just it's <laughs> fucking lame. Yeah, <laughs> he just had all the answers. He's a good kid. He was smart. He yeah. punted all right, but yeah, I don't know. I I just didn't mess with them. Yeah. Actually, our kickers were pretty cool. But yeah, I feel like I feel like it's punters. No, but I was cool with Ryan Allen. He was our punter for a while, and I liked him. And I like Jake Bailey too. They they were the thing is they have so much more time than everyone, so they'd sit and like be in their locker because we're all in meetings all day long, and they would just sit and talk like finance stuff. Or that's where <laughs> I get my like current event talk. You just go by the punters and the kickers and the, the specialists, and you, know, you find out where the market's at, what happened in the news. They're just uh. Regular guys. Yeah. You watch that Parcells video where he goes, he doesn't have to play, he's got to kick. You know that video? <laughs> yeah. Like one of the best things ever. He's talking to the doctor and he's like, well, I don't know if he'll be able to play. He doesn't have to play, he's got to kick. That's a great fuck. Fuck. Oh, Parcells. Perfect. So many good sound bites. We just had Phil Sims on here. Oh my gosh. And he was just like, oh my God, the Parcells, the way Parcells would just fuck with him. It's just gold, man. He would, yeah, he'd try to pull everyone's string a little different. Yeah. Fucking tough love him. Yeah. We got that. In New England as well. All right. So now let's just get through quickly how they got there. You know, the Bruins beat Montreal 4-3 in the first round, a seven-game series. Then they swept Philly in the second round. Uh, they beat Tampa Bay 4-3 in the conference finals. And, uh, and Game then, seven, no penalties. I remember that. Wow. No, oh, there you go. No penalties. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it was never happened. It's pretty rare, yeah. I don't I mean I don't know how often it happens, but I remember that was crazy. I was in uh, I was in Southern California. My buddy, my best friend Derek, got married that day, and uh, it was really annoying because Game Seven was happening. So we kept running up to check them the score. It was great. Um, then we got the Canucks. They beat Chicago four three in the first round. Uh, they beat Nashville four two in the second, and then San Jose four one in the conference. Oh, they kind of yeah, they kind of got they kind of made it through, and then. Then they got the Bruins, who was just, that's just a different type of team, just a, a scrappier playoff team, tougher. I, I remember going into this, like, the year before, they got knocked out in the second round Bruins. Yeah. And going into this this series, they were like extreme underdogs, weren't they? 
Yeah, I guess so. And they, they got hot this year. Like, they weren't supposed to win the, the cup, and then they, they just came out of nowhere, it felt like. Yeah, it was insane because they kept being disappointing in the playoffs leading up. Like I said, they blew the 3-0 lead the year before, and then like, Vancouver was, like, sick that year. And I, don't, I didn't remember them being down 2 nothing in the series. That's insane. Yeah. I, I don't know how many teams have come back from down 2 nothing, but it's a very low percentage. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was magical. I think I it's five it. all time have come back from two. Five. There you go. And I think three back from three zero. Right. Wait, what was that? Hockey three zero. Uh, let me look into that. No, I know one of the five is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Let me look up three zero here. Yeah, but not in the Cup final. I don't think. No, that's no. never happened. No. No, definitely not. What are some of these storylines? Boston's defense, despite having the highest scoring offense in the regular season with two point or three point two. A game the Canucks were held to only eight goals through their first six games. That's crazy. It's gnarly. Series, series tied at 3-3 despite the goal differential. Bruins averaging nearly two more goals per game, 19 and 8 through game six. Tim Thomas was insane. He was stopping everything. Um, Bruins were fired up after Nathan Horton got knocked out. Remember we were talking about that. Uh, got a concussion, came back to the stadium the next game. No one thought he was playing. Crowd's going gnarly. He made it, whatever. God, I forgot about that. Remember that? Yeah, God. And then uh, the biting incident. What's up with the biting incident? You hear about that? What did we hear about that, Jack? That was... Oh, I remember that. Game... Game one? That was game one. Um, Alex Burroughs bit Patrice Bergeron's glove finger in a little bit of a scrum um, and faced no suspension, nothing from the league. And then in game two... Um, How bad a bite are we talking? It was a little nibble. Just a little nibble. Just a nibble? Yeah. We take a chunk out? I don't. I think the glove protected that, thank God. One nibble, everybody knows the rules. One nibble, <laughs> everyone knows the law. <laughs> and then uh, in game two, LaPierre for uh, Vancouver was kind of taunting Bergeron, putting his fingers in his face trying to see if he'd take the bait, so to speak, and take a little nibble himself. Interesting. So that was kind of a thing all series. No retaliation by Bergeron, huh? Kept the mouth closed, I guess. It's weird. Marchand was young then. Was he a rookie that year? Or was second year or something like that? Let I me mean, look. It was early. Let me see. Yeah, he was Could a, have been a second year. Yeah, he was a, he was a youth. It's so funny because this is still the core of the team, basically. I mean, Bergeron and Marchand, at least. And Char just left a couple seasons ago. It's Marchand. Brad's there still, huh? Oh, yeah. I That's love cool. that guy. And then he was licking people years later. Remember that? Yeah, he I remember that. People? The nose face killer. He didn't have yeah. a bloody face or something, too. That was... Uh, that sounds right. It sounds about Marshawn right. was a pest for the huge part of this series. Sedin, uh, Daniel Sedin did all right, but I mean, this is... The defense was the story here. Game six, the cup was in the building in Boston, but the Bruins responded to force game seven. And uh, the Bruins struggled in Vancouver all series. They were shut out twice in Vancouver. The home team won every game until seven. Uh, and to change the mojo, Bruins' uh, Nathan Horton poured a water bottle full of melted ice from the TD Garden onto the Rogers Center of wow. Ice before the game. That's pretty cool. I remember that's, hearing about that. That's that's home ice right there. That's, I like that. That's, that's our badass. Ice. And that's, I mean, this that is... That just blew him out, right? 
That's what I remember of it. Yeah, I remember it just being like, oh my God. And then still having that like uh, New England sports anxiety. And I remember Jason Canner met up with me and he's like, you got to feel confident now. And it was like four nothing with like six minutes left. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we had had that huge comeback and you never know you're, you're on the road ice. You can you just... never accept. I, I know that friend and that friend is a jinx. Yes, exactly. So. And when was the last time they won before this? Uh, 72. 72. Yeah. And they love hockey in Boston. Oh, yeah. They love hockey in well, Boston. We kept running into Gretzky and the Oilers in the 80s, and then we lost to gretzky Liss Oilers also in 90. With Messier? Was he on that team? Or was yeah. He, yeah. 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 I mean, that was, uh, yeah. I mean, th th Boston is a hockey town for sure. Absolutely. And so, I mean, so is Vancouver, and they haven't won shit. You got to feel a little bit for Vancouver. They just can't. That city wants it so badly. Never won. They haven't won. Never. Yeah. So close in 94, so close in 2011. So close. They used to have those shit brown uniforms for a long time they had to live with. Could you imagine being the, the founding country of hockey that wasn't started in Canada? Of course, yeah. And they can't get, they, I don't think they've got a, they got any cups coming over there? I think 93 was the last time. Was that Montreal? Cup. Yeah, I think so. But I think, isn't there like huge tax incentives to play in the States? Like you're just going to get better players, particularly like in Florida. Like I think sense. you pay way more taxes in Canada. Yeah, well, you definitely, you get paid everywhere you play. But they, so like when but, you're, even if, if you're in Canada... Like the guys that play in Canada, you have to use, you have to pay that tax for that right. specific game. So that could be a reason, but I don't think, is that a reason why yeah, a lot I mean, of stars guys, don't go there? I mean, I think it's a part is of the Is it reason. that much more? Well, yeah, How much is the tax? Free, they have free, free healthcare up there, right? That's where it gets you. I think and it's just, right and it's just cold and shitty too. Yeah, it's cold and <laughs> shitty. That, look, Fun, though. I like yeah, Canada. But Vancouver is one Canada. of the more beautiful cities in Canada for sure. But I mean, Edmonton is kind of a, uh, but I mean, their team right now is sick. Yeah. Well, they got McDavid. McDavid and the other guy. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Dreisaitl. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Is it? But they're not winning, team. though. It's a finesse team. It's like this Vancouver team. Finesse teams. Never like them. Like the I, 49ers back in the day. That's what Belichick. I'd always, I always bust his balls because, like, we'd be in, like, cafeteria line. And I'd be like, man, if Roger Craig didn't fumble that ball, we'd have three Super Bowls against the Giants. So then he goes, what? Fucking Niners finesse team. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just got to get physical with them. Can I, can I ask a quick football question? Go. Mahomes, Josh Allen, you're starting a team. Which one do you want? Ooh. That's a good question. <sighs> I'm I'm going right now. Yeah. Right now. Got to go. I'm going with Mahomes. Okay. He's got the ring and he's got two Super Bowl appearances, right? I mean, Andy won last year, but that game was that game we got to do that game on this show. Yeah. We got to do the game where the what was it, the was, division round? The yeah, the last one last year. year that went into overtime, that yeah. was a fucking they were both I mean, they're two he of the best had like of four ever touchdowns seen. and shit. And also the fact that Allen's doing it in a shitty climate. I mean, buff to have a, a I mean, quarterback like that in Buffalo. I guess pretty cold in Kansas City. It is. That's They're both. I mean, you're not going wrong with either of those two in this generation right now. Those. I mean, Allen. You see him jump over, juke yes. the guy, jump over the guy, then he zings it in. Well, this leads me to my other question. I'm just going to pose it as a question, so it's not my controversial take. And I know you're. you're I assume you're pretty friends, good friends with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, greater quarterback. Can I make a case that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen better quarterback? Not greater. No. 
Not great. Er. Mm. There's greater and there's just good. I you mean, mean like, just like more more. I'm weapons. watching Patrick Mahomes. He's throwing sidearm. He's throwing a free throw over a cornerback to the end zone. Sick. He can't be sacked. He's yeah. uh, he, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Josh Allen looks like Tecmo Bowl. He's jumping over guys. I want to see him when they're less mobile. Let's see him in eight years, nine years when when they can't do that kind of thing and they got to be held up in the pocket and they got to th- they got to throw within the pocket. But that's the greatness. Staying so good for so long means great. But yeah. who, I guess a better question to pose this but question. They they play different. They played the the position differently. Like sure. Like as far as athleticism, I would say they're more athletic. Well, I think I'm more athletic than Tom Brady, but <laughs> <laughs> go shoot basketball, go go play any sport with that man. He's he's good. he's pretty damn good at everything. Jeez, oh, you took it serious. <laughs> 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 I'm only kidding. Um, no, he went to but, war with that guy. You got to get so it. So let me ask you this: So you have a team, right? So you you have the best team you can. You can you have your choice of every position all time, and then your final position you have. 2007 Tom Brady or currently right now Josh Allen or currently 2007 right now, Patrick Mahomes because if you have the greatest of all time at every position then he ain't gonna have to run around good that answer was you know what I mean like okay what if I have a mediocre team do you want Brady at his best or Mahomes at his best see that's different well if you ask if you ask Ben Affleck that team was kind of mediocre I know ben the Affleck, 07 team Affleck threw shade at Edelman yeah we have Affleck beef whoa I know, dude. I'll hate. I'll hate anybody you guys hate. <laughs> I love That's Ben kind of, Affleck. No, I love him too. But the I'm fact, that, him, but I'm, I'm on. Uh, you got to back up Julian here. I mean, he said he said that Brady has no receivers in in 2010 or 19. 2019. Oh, Which, wow. We needed another receiver. I, I agree with him. We need another receiver. But to say we had no receivers, yikes! Super Bowl fucking. We MVP. fucking were drinking yikes. at the Met Gala together. Yikes! Fucking wow. asshole. We're talking. All right, let's get back. How you to like the game. me now? <laughs> uh, sorry I, I took us off no 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 that was, that's great stuff man you know uh so the final I'm taking school... tom brady and anything thank you um oh, yeah w- things that we remembered post-game riots yes i remember that well i loved it i, <laughs> I just remember like watching espn and there's like a, a car on fire like three days after still on fire there was 4.2 million dollars in damage 293 people charged how do you charge them all yeah. They say this was the first smartphone riot. Oh, interesting. So a lot of cell phone pictures floating around. They were scouring the internet. That was oh, like their January 6th, man. <laughs> <laughs> they just went nuts. <laughs> Canadians and, and their hockey, man. You get a, uh, the classic photo from the riots, the couple making out in the street, the final score, Boston 4-0. They win the series 4-3 and lift the Stanley Cup out of Vancouver. Tim Thomas won the Con Smith, the playoff MVP. Smythe. 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 I'm not a hockey guy. Uh, Tim Thomas won the the playoff MVP. I'm nervous Con about Smythe. this one. Uh, <laughs> you do it. You take it. Mark Recchi retires after the game. All right. The Gaming Corner presented by WinBet. How many times can we say the big Z to Z? That's like, We could do that. How many times you can say woo? And how long is Shara's hockey? Let's ask him how long his hockey stick is a few times. And then and, and wink at him when you And have. wink. <laughs> we have to wink every time we say it. I would do that like four times. And then let's see if one time we can slip it. How long is your hockey dick? And then just play it straight. Yeah, I'm in. Right, now, this cool. is an interesting thing I, I, you should ask him about. Because one of my favorite things in hockey is if a defense, if a goalie loses his stick, right? The defenseman hands him his stick. Yeah. And then a forward will skate down and hand the defenseman his stick. Because you prioritize. But I'm like, a forward hands his stick to Chara. It's just like a, 
A toothpick. Splinter. Yeah. It's just yeah. like that's a great question. He's gonna have to like bend over. He, no one can just hand him their stick. It's gonna be ten inches too short. Yeah, he's gotta have a, the biggest stick ever. Ten inches too short. The Sam Marill story. He's got a small dick, right? <laughs> Is that true? No. I, I, Frick. This guy's a jerk. Um, this guy's that. razzing me. I'm teasing, folks. It's his locker room humor. And there's a perfect setup for uh, the biggest stick in all of hockey. Going to Zara. Chara. 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 Sorry, I passed Zara. the Zara on the way here. <laughs> I passed the Zara on the way here. We're going to Chara. Well, Joe, thanks for joining us, man. Hello. Thanks for the insight and the pronunciations. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. It was great. Love the dick jokes, too. Yeah, thanks for thanks for, uh, thanks for for tolerating them. And, and when you have Bergeron, for God's sakes, you got to get me back in here. And have him be shirtless. Dicks Love him be shirtless. Dicks. Yeah. And make sure to watch Joe's specials on Netflix and YouTube and his new movie, Fourth of July, which is great. Uh, and let's go to uh, Chara right now. Let's do it. First pod for Big Z and... Uh... You know, thank you for joining us. I, I I personally pretty much grew up as an adult watch getting to watch Big Z and his career. And, and, you know, I didn't get to meet him until probably this year. I met him at a party. We, you know, brushed by each other. But the thing about Big Z was he was like the consummate professional in Boston. He'd ride his bike to work. He was always on on everything about his body. He was always, you know, a great leader. And it's an absolute honor to have you on here to talk about the 2011 Game 7 championship game. Consummate match. professional, never got ridden up for a hood slide on a car. No, ever. He never got a hood never sliding happened. thing. He never did anything um, wrong. He's just always been the best, man. Uh, he was drafted by the Islanders in 96, 24. 24 season. He just retired. Congratulations on an unbelievable career, by the way. Um, six-time All-Star uh, champion. The, the, the accolades just don't match how big he was, literally, to Boston and to the defense of Boston, man. But he's an eight-time All-Star. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Insane. 2011 Stanley Cup champion. And he's the tallest NHL, NHL player of all time. Wow. So thank you yeah, for coming on. Yeah, no, no, thank you guys. Like I said, it's uh, it's such a pleasure to to be on. Uh, it's honor and um, looking forward to this. It's uh, it's my first podcast, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. So are you, you bored yet? Are you gonna pull a Brady and and you know have a <laughs> retire and then come back out? No. What? No, no, no. Actually, you know what? It's uh, it, it might sound kind of a little funny, but I'm actually a little bit more busier, I guess, uh, if you want to call it, than than before. It's like, you know, having having that regime and schedule, you know, being part of a professional team. It's just like you know what you're doing, like every day. You know, it's almost like break down to every minute, every hour, every day. Uh, you know, you get the schedule a month ahead, and you're just following basically every day routine as you know and now it's like you wake up it's like you have three kids it's like okay this is coming up uh you gotta drive uh you know your boys to the hockey game soccer game pick up your daughter go to you know like and plus on top of that i really enjoy doing some stuff and work around my house i just i just some things i never done or you know, i shouldn't say never but I haven't been able to done it as, as much as i would like to so you're trying to keep up with the maintenance of the of the uh, outdoor, I guess, uh, uh, around your property, and then you know things like this with your family. Just uh, 
sometimes, you know, at, at 8, 9 p.m. at night, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I, I'm exhausted. It's just, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's a different type of uh, routine, uh, but I, I really enjoy it. It, it's I used to I remember seeing you ride your bike around uh, Boston. I, I can't still imagine. Do, still do. Still I, do. I can't imagine seeing you on a big ass lawnmower. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, what, are we are we mowing the lawn, Z? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it, too. But I'm just uh, I, I don't have the, the tractor or, or, you know, like those uh, lawnmowers. I just do it by by the regular uh, grass cutter. I just enjoy kind of like doing it, you know, just the, the old fashioned way and uh, chopping woods. The same thing with the axe instead of all these, uh, you know, motor uh, uh, machines and all that stuff. I just I just really enjoy kind of that, that uh, hands on the labor, you know, the, the old fashioned way. It's it's probably because it's work and, and you're it's so work. used you're you're used to work and now yeah. you, you, you don't really have work anymore. You're like, I got to do work. Yeah. And you know what? I grew up that way. I, you know, we, we didn't have a kind of uh, I shouldn't say we had a farm, but we had a decent decent property growing up in slovakia and and you know we 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 had garden and and my dad was always you know uh planting all these you know vegetables and 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 you know fruit trees and and all that stuff and it was just we we had to really take care of it and and you know growing up it just kind of uh reminded me a little bit what it was like uh you know when i was young and you just kind of like stick with it and uh, you don't change that much in, in, in the ways of, of uh, you know, because of the technology. Of course, you try to use different things and make it easier, but some things you just kind of, I like to spend the energy. I like to kind of get it out and, and just do it, uh, do it that way. This is, a, this is like a real man's man here. I mean, I, I, I live alone and if I have like two dishes in my sink, I'm like, I got to hire some help. This is horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah. take us back to the year 2011 back in Boston. What was what was the life like for uh, for Big Z in Boston 2011? Um, such a, you know, it's a long time ago, but um, I remember like leading up to 2011, we were, uh, you know, we were... Uh, coming off, uh, you know, some kind of improvements in a season or where the organization was going, but still living in a shadow of other, you know, you know, teams around the Boston, like Celtics, you know, Red Sox, Patriots, of, of them winning championships every, every year, somebody won the championships. And we were the ones kind of like in a shadow and not getting it done and, and having some, you know, disappointments in the, in the, in the playoffs and, and uh, finally, 2011 came, and I, it just seemed like everything came together. You know, like we we started off the season in Europe. We traveled to uh, Northern Ireland, and then we went to Prague, and it just allowed us to really bond together with a new new guys coming into uh, into our uh, team, and and just uh, I think it just start everything started clicking. You know, like. Everybody was just sick and tired of, of, of uh, you know, uh, riding us off. And, and we were just really, really motivated. And we just had so much to prove. Uh, so 2011 came and, and we really uh, set some goals and, 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 and played up to those, uh, those goals. And, and, you know, it was just a, it was a great year. We had a really good team. I mean, if, if I look back, I mean, it's easier now. I mean, Jules, you probably can can refer to this. Like, if you look back, like, 
you know, like with with the time when you step away from the game, you don't realize how much you appreciated some teams that you were part of and some teammates. Yeah, it was just it's just so special when you win a championship. Of course, you know, like you have more championships, obviously, than than I do. But me, for, for personally, like having that one championship and that group of guys, we we just you know became so so close to each other and and we became brothers and, and uh, it, it was just a special group like we were we were i don't think we had a weakness like we were we were we were, we were great mix of vet- veteran guys with the younger guys um we had super skill guys we had speed we had size we had toughness toughness like we were we were probably and i'm not trying to exaggerate we were probably the toughest team like in the league it, for for years like we had such a tough team like we had probably nine ten guy guys who could drop the gloves and and, and fight Thorny, and, and it was on him yeah, I, it's, it, everyone. Was, it was just crazy like i remember we had a game and that was in 2011 it was uh i i, I can tell you exactly the game it was a february 3rd 2011 we played dallas stars and, you know, like it was just this, everybody was trying to beat us in different ways. They tried to beat us with speed. We beat them. They tried to beat us with, uh, you know, some sort of trap. We beat them. We, they tried to beat us with size. We beat them. And I remember Dallas Stars came February uh, 3rd uh, in Boston and they dressed up every tough guy they had. And sure enough, opening face off, puck drop, fight. So we had, uh, uh, it was like two seconds in the game. It was a fight. Gregory Campbell fought Steve Ott. After that, back to the center ice, puck drop, fight number two. Sean Thornton fought Chris Barch, their toughest guy. Broke his cheekbone. End up, that guy ended up in, in a hospital. Super tough guy, but ended up being in a hospital. And Tori actually took easy on it, you know, late in a fight. He was just, he saw that he was actually like hurting him. Next, Face off, puck drop, we scored. So imagine this, like first minute of the game, there's two fights, we scored a goal. Okay, back to the center ice, puck drop. Another guy came out, challenged Adam McQuaid. He TKO'd that guy. <laughs> so now you have minute and a half in the game, three fights, one nothing. Okay, back to the center ice, puck drop, we scored. So imagine this in the first two minutes, there was like three fights and we were up to nothing. The garden was like crazy. It was like a zoo. I'd never seen anything like it. And then we look over to the Dallas Stars bench and they had nobody else left. And it was like, Luch hasn't fought. Uh, myself hasn't fought. I, it was just like, we had a lot of three, four guys who didn't fought and they had nobody, no one else. And we were up to nothing. And I think we scored out shortly after that. Andrew France fought again. Uh, Sean Avery, I believe. So that Fucking if Sean. somebody came, literally, if somebody came like three minutes late to the game, he would like miss the whole thing. And it was like, <laughs> it was crazy. I, I, and that game for me, it was a, such a strong message and statement to the league that we were actually like really, really like setting a, a, a standard for us to be like, a team that you couldn't beat any any way. You you tried to beat us, and we were just like we find a way to like respond. So that's how uh, how I, I would res- describe that 2011 team. I would I would say 
I didn't win a Super Bowl yet. You guys won a Super Bowl before I was there because it was that was like the previous Patriots that won earlier in the earlier two thousands. Like when once they won, and like that's when we started feeling the heat. It's so crazy that you feel wow. the heat because everyone's winning championships in Boston, and it motivates other teams. You know, and I yeah. used to hang out a bunch with these guys. I'd hang out with Thority and Sagan and Milan. And we would, you know, they were just such a close group of guys. And Brad, Marchand, like, it was like something that you looked at from afar. If you weren't part of that team, like, that's what you have to do. You have to be like these guys because they were, like, they all had each other's back. They all got along. There was, you know, there's shit here and there, but... That's team. That's that's how you go out and win championships. But so, you know what, Jules? Like, sorry to interrupt, but we were also like we were so close to to each other, and but we also made it. Um, we had a meeting. I remember we had a meeting, and that was quite early in the season. And we said because we needed to change things up and and just really push ourselves to be better and we actually made her made it a, a, a kind of as you want to call it promise or, or or rule that we would be holding each other accountable like regardless of who it is what status or how many games and who you are it was just like if you didn't bring your a game and you didn't play your best you would get called out and that's, as you know, that's the worst thing you can get to be called out by your teammate instead of coach, right? Like coach, that's his job. But if if your teammate gets on you, that's actually, you know, quite embarrassing. So we made it such a clear uh, a, a message that, that it was like everybody, when the game came out, like we were just ready and everybody played their best because we just didn't feel any any offense uh we didn't feel like we didn't feel like offended or or kind of like hard feelings if somebody said something to you because you were like okay like i better i better like start like pulling you know pulling the same same robe as everybody else like i gotta i gotta do my my job like and that really made a difference because we we really started to play like absolutely our best for each other and and every game I have a question because, you know, you talk about Jules talks about now, you know, feeling the pressure from you guys. Did you feel pressure being, you know, in Boston that this is a city that got so accustomed to winning and the Red Sox were winning the, you know, the Pats had won three, I guess, in the last decade. Right. Celtics. The Celtics had just won in what, 2008. Yeah. So did, yeah. did you start to feel that pressure? Like, or did or was part of you like, ah, fuck this city. They're spoiled anyway. Or did you ever... Or do you ever feel like, oh, we gotta, we gotta bring our end of the bargain here. We gotta win too. No, no, no. Definitely, we felt that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it just wraps off. Like you just, you just, you know, you start. You can't avoid it. Like you just in that environment. Like we, we obviously share the garden with the Celtics. You know, the Red Sox are you know three miles down, uh, Fenway, and Foxborough is just like it's just not too far. And just like everything, it's always around the sports. Like it's such a blue color and sports uh, uh driven city that you know it's like if you if you don't win it's it's the worst thing in the world if you do it's like well it's expected yeah, like you, you should win like right yeah. and and it, it, at some point it was actually yeah it, you know you can say that the, the the fans got really treated well because every other year somebody won so there was like some 
some parade going on. So, but you know, personally, we all felt like, okay, it's our turn. Like we 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 gotta we gotta bring this you know championship back to Boston. Yeah, and it was it I, it was nuts. I remember how crazy it was. Let's get into the playoffs. It was a crazy, crazy road to get into the Stanley Cup. You you go through. You know, seven games against Montreal, seven games against Tampa Bay. What was the big momentum swing when you guys felt like in the playoffs that was that pivotal moment where you're like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to get this. We, we, we're, we're ready. Well, I think it was a couple of them. Uh, first, it was the, you know, uh, round one uh, against Montreal. We were down 2 nothing. Yeah. Going into Montreal. Like we both, we, we we basically lost both both of our home games, uh, and we went to Montreal, and everybody was like, "Okay, this is this is not gonna happen. Montreal's gonna beat you again." And and it, you know, same same kind of a song, yada yada yada. You guys lost to Montreal, and 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 you know, another opportunity of of great team not living up to their expectations. But I think that was like really pivotal point for us. Like we, I remember we had a. Uh, we had a change. We, we had a change in our schedule. I think Claude Julien made it made a change that we didn't stay in the city. We stayed somewhere uh, somewhere uh, uh, further away from 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 the city, from all that hoopla. It's probably because of Sagan. Something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think because of the of the media and and, and unnecessary, uh, you know, uh, I guess buzz around the team uh, that we didn't need at that time and, and we really tried to focus on on just 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 winning that that one game one in Montreal and I think we broke it down we broke it down I think Mark Recchi had a meeting because he was the oldest guy he won a championship with Carolina and Pittsburgh and he had the most experience he said listen like the way we can do this or we can come back, it's not looking at a big picture. You know, like we have to win two games in here. We got to go like in and try to win a first shift and second shift and third shift and first period and first first 20 minutes. And, and, and that's how we broke it down for us into really these small segments. And that's how we kind of like start playing the, the rest of the playoffs. Everybody was just focusing on every single shift and you know, we, we tied the series and then it went game seven and we, we were able to use that home ice uh, into our advantage. We won. And, and, and I think that was for us a really kind of a, a, a click that we felt like, OK, like we, we, we got past Montreal, our biggest rival and the team that always kind of, you know, give us hard time and beat us in the playoffs. Then Tampa was not an opponent that, that, you know, went to game seven. But I think that what these game sevens do for you if you if you if you win them it just brings you like another level up 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 your confidence up, up your motivation and then we got a little breather in philly we swept philly so we got you know perfectly kind of timing uh rest before the finals and you know you know with vancouver it was just uh you know such a demanding and tough series because uh you know not just two great teams play each other on totally opposite sides of 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 the league uh the travel was just crazy you know like flying six hours between six and a half hours with a three-hour time differences every other day it was just like it that was must nuts. have messed up your sleep right 
oh it was everything it was just like you know it was just like anything anywhere you could get some sort of like a rest or, or sleep or whatever you could get for the game you did it because it was just a, such a demanding series like yeah what so when thornton or when horton went down got knocked out that guy that, that probably pissed you guys off yeah I mean, especially after they probably... they were biting fingers and they were do yeah, they, were they a dirty yeah. team uh i would like i wouldn't say dirty they were just like maybe a little bit too uh should i say like maybe a cocky is not the right word but but they were definitely a, a, a having a, a chip on their shoulders because you know canadian team you know they beat some really good teams and they they, they had some uh, uh players that that had some reputation of being uh, uh role players uh and agitators and and not really backing up the way they played you know it was just but they were good players but it was just like they did some stuff that that really really uh, uh fueled us it was you know you know Burroughs biting a burger's finger uh rome uh making a dirty hit on horty uh stuff like after losing two games in vancouver we saw players from vancouver coming on the ice in the garden and they were actually practicing how they would be um, lifting the cup and handing off the cup to each other and we found out wow. about these things and we were like bulletin board like we 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 are not gonna allow this happen and it was just like you know like you know it just it just fueled us that's like acting out having sex with your wife that's the level of disrespect <sighs> that is that is that you take that personally well well we 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 heard about a few things yeah there were there were some some rumors that they they called the league and they were asking i believe it was after game i don't know what game it was they were calling actually the league and asking how many people or family members they can take on the ice after they went wow and we found out about these things and it was like oh you haven't been to the party no. yet why are you asking about plus ones this is crazy yeah 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 so so yeah that was that was kind of for us that was just a huge huge motivation damn you can't give teams any extra motivation you can't give bullets and board material yeah. especially to tough guy i always say you know you see like he says he's, he's being nice these guys are fake tuck, tough guys they had a fucking full team of tough guys i mean let me tell you i partied with these fucking guys they're crazy <laughs> <laughs> i remember the city being the atmosphere of the city when you guys were in that series was absolutely bananas. What do you remember it with? Well, how do you yeah, remember the atmosphere? I mean, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, every every person in Boston was wearing a Bruins jersey. Like you, you it was just the whole city was just the, the black and gold. It was just the, the support was unbelievable. We felt that it was just uh, uh, so excited, um, and at the same time, we knew what we were. Uh, up against uh you know we we didn't want to you know disappoint we didn't want to let all these fans and people who who were there for us all those years we didn't want to let them down so 
as much as we we loved it, we also we we we, we knew we we couldn't we couldn't lose. We just uh, it was absolutely amazing. Like the 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 treatment we got was uh, above and beyond from from everybody. We got that treatment at home, but then you have to take this energy from Boston on the road. You know, Horton brings the ice from the garden, dumps it on Vancouver's ice. Our ice now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah mean- no, that was that was legendary. Like, uh, and yeah, completely opposite treatment in, in Vancouver. Like, I remember guys went for a walk, and there were some like some punks challenging guys like to fight. It was just like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> It was like, yeah, it was crazy. Like, uh, you know, we, we had to have all this security and all the escorts um, uh, around the hotel. Um, you know, everything was kind of uh, uh, quite crazy over there. But uh, Horty, yeah, he was just uh, such a, you know, probably the most likable and favorite guy in the locker room. And, and he he had obviously this idea. I didn't know about it, but he, he brought that uh, garden ice water i guess and dumped it in uh, uh into vancouver ice it's just just a, just a legendary and I, I i it was just awesome you know such a great idea jeez man so you guys you guys basically claim their home ice you guys go yeah. up 4-0 throughout the game when did you feel that that the cat that it was in the bag or did you have the mindset you know, uh, until it hits zero, that's when, when I can start relaxing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think pretty much what you said. Like, I, I, I remember we were, the, the room was pretty quiet before the game seven. Everybody was so dialed in, everybody was so focused, and everybody was just like, just sitting there and knowing like, okay, this is the last game. This is, this is it. Like, there is no more tomorrow. Like, there's just... And I think again, Rex spoke, Tordy spoke, few of us spoke, and we put so much emphasis on scoring first. We said we gotta, we gotta defend the first five minutes. It's gonna be like crazy that the crowd's gonna be behind them. They're gonna have a lot of jump, a lot of energy. The, you know, we just gotta weather the storm, and we really have to try to, you know, you know score first. Like just to just to shut the the people down, like put more pressure on them, and, and we were able to do that. Like I think you know, Patrice scored the first first goal, and all of a sudden it was just like pin drop. Like the the Vancouver arena was just so quiet, and you could see like okay, now like we we got him. Like we just got it. We just got to play smart. And then that was after first um, one nothing. Then. Bergie made unbelievable breakaway on a shorthanded um, situation. Um, then I think Marshy scored a uh, third goal. And we were up three after two. And uh, going into the third period, we knew they would just take some risk. They would just keep pressing. and, and But we would just we played so awesome defensively. I mean, the commitment from everybody was just... Uh, you know, watching the game uh, a few years back, like we didn't have anyone off position defensively. It was um, absolutely amazing to to actually watch the, the the replay of the game, like how everybody was committed to block shots, to take a hit, to make a play, to back check, to to do the right thing with the puck. But I didn't look at the clock the whole entire game. 
until Andrew Ferenc, like I'm sitting there and I know it's gonna be like somewhere close to the end. And I remember Andy sitting next to me and he's like, listen, get ready. Like, I want you to have the last shift. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Shift? I, and then I looked and I believe it was like 55 or a minute or something like left in, in the game. That's when I knew it. Like, okay, we got this. Yeah. But he said, get ready. I'm going to go on for 20 seconds and I'm going to jump off because I want you to be like, as a captain, be on the ice. And such a, you know, that, that's such a great like teammate, you know, like thinking of, of me being on the ice like in the last shift like it just like that just tells you how humbled and how tight that group was because he sacrificed his moment being on the ice you know as a last shift for me to be on the ice like he just said get ready like i'm gonna take like 20 seconds and i want you to jump on like that's pretty that's pretty cool that's pretty awesome you know and then you know that's when i knew like we got this game in the bag we got a championship Hockey guys, like anytime I I hung out with the hockey guys, they are some of the most selfless people. You know, yeah. they're just all about the team. Like the, the guys that I hung out with over in Boston, a bunch. They just there's a camaraderie between those guys that's second to none. It, it's it's unbelievable, and it, you could just tell how close you guys were through how you guys performed that year in the playoffs. Like I remember you guys made the playoffs that year, and you guys got knocked out the year before in the second round, and. I think Vancouver was like a heavy favorite to probably take the thing, right? They won the President's yeah. Cup. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember like no one really thought that the Bruins were going to do anything going into this series because of the year before. And then they were fighting and scr scratching every series. And then all of a sudden, like people were looking at each other like these motherfuckers might do it. They're going to do it. But don't you, doesn't the president's cup is bullshit though, right? Isn't there a party that's like, it's like being the president. No one respects it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say no one respects it. It just, it's a, it's a regular season trophy. That's what and I mean. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's, it's a cool thing to have. I mean, we, we won it um, probably a couple times. Um, it's a, it's it's a great accomplishment, I would say, but it's not obviously the trophy that you wanna be, you know, lifting or or kind of re remembering season um, for. I mean, it's it's a the ultimate trophy, the Stanley Cup, and for that you need another, you know, sixteen wins in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were we were definitely not the favorites, uh, you know, to to win it in in two thousand eleven, but. But from that, you know, we we really made it um, made it remember. Yeah. So you win the big game, game seven. The celebration in Boston must have been insane. Yeah, yeah, it was. We we actually, um, because it was for for most of us, it was the first one. Uh, you know, like Tordy and Rex won. So they were kind of like a little bit more mature with it. <laughs> um, but we, most of us, most of us, we didn't know how to really, you know, so we went crazy. We were just like, you know, taking it to the extreme. And, and I think that Vancouver fans did it the same way, but, you know, kind of bad, bad way for their city. And, and I mean, we, I remember we were in the locker room, we were celebrating families, you know, everybody in there. And then they said, like, we have to leave. We were like, what, what's going on? It's like, no, we have to leave <laughs> the city, city. Like right now there's a riot, there's like fires, there's like. <laughs> like the cars are flipped upside down like the whole city's been demolished by like you know 
uh, upset fans and and they had to literally escort us out of the Vancouver. And, what a mixed uh, so, feeling. Yeah. I mean, you literally yeah, just won the Stanley Cup, and they're like, the good news is yeah. you won. The bad news is they are going to try to kill you. So. <laughs> well, they were actually, like, you know, doing, like, unnecessary damage to their own city. Yeah. Like, it was just like, like, why would you do that, like, to, to your own people? So, um, yeah, but we, we, we left. Uh, we got to Boston quite early in the morning, and... and Everybody obviously waiting for us at the airport, you know, on the way to the garden, just a, just a huge line of people, fans, just uh, greeting us, you know, cheering us on. It was just a really, really amazing. It was just a absolutely some, something that you can, you can, you can make it up. You can, you know, it's just a unexpected. It's a, it's a huge, huge celebration. So it was just amazing. the night that Thority had the cup. He had like a didn't he have a party or something? I I met I yeah I went there and I I I, I took a picture with the cup and and Sean it was it was it was electric I drank out of it a little. Yeah yeah no everybody had it for for some time we tried to share it and we took it to different places restaurant pubs and obviously nobody slept for like two three days um, it was just amazing like you know you got text or call like from somebody in every, you know, two, three hours, like, Hey, cup is here, come over or, or, you know, let's go to this place. Let's, let's hang out. And so, yeah, it was just, uh, it was almost not ending. It was like, you were exhausted, but you kept going because you were so charged up from, from the energy that you received from everybody. Wow. Around. What's your favorite restaurant in Boston? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because I can't really name one. It's like, I, I would say, I have to tell you like my favorite, spot is north end like there is so many great restaurants so i can't really name one because then all the other restaurants will get a little offended i gotta be a little political correct here um but you know there's uh there's so many great places uh to eat and hang out so yeah love the north end i go to monica's they always say yeah. that you're in there yeah yeah monica's was uh, always always uh place that took care of us really well they made lunches for us dinners so yeah, you heard it here. Monica's is the best. All the others stink. <laughs> uh, any other memories of just like complete craziness and just shenanigans in in Boston during this time? Um, yeah, I mean, we we took it to uh, to the Foxwoods, and that was pretty the casino. Fun. Yeah, the casino. That's yeah, great. Yeah, we, we we did you get really we, drunk and gamble it all on red? uh no nobody gambled but uh i think the casino provided really like a good good place for us to hang out and, and kind of be a little bit away from the city not right in the city and uh so that was a good party that was uh that was uh definitely uh, something we will all uh, remember man well man we don't want to take too much of your time we appreciate you for coming on and then sharing your stories before before you go, we have to know what's it like lifting the cup. It's heavier than you think, much heavier. Like it's actually like if you, I didn't know how how heavy it was till I actually grabbed it and I lifted and I I actually like when I went down with it, I actually hit my forehead and I cracked my forehead <laughs> with the cup. So I was, yeah, it was a it was a 
definitely uh, heavier than you think. Like it's just uh, because you know the 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 uh, you know unwritten rule is if you don't win it, you don't touch it. Yeah. So nobody really knew how heavy it is, and and then when you lift it, it's like much heavier um, than you think. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. A lot of people have lifted up that cup, but I guarantee they didn't lift it as high as you did. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I appreciate you coming on here, man. And uh, if you ever need anything from us or me or our group, we're right here, bro. And we got to catch up. I'd love to yeah. drink a yeah, beer definitely. and talk war stories. Yeah, for sure. And uh, thank you guys for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Good luck with your podcast. It's, uh, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, you guys are the first one, so... First yeah, pod, yeah, first podcast Chara's ever been on, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks, Big Z. Big Z. That guy is awesome. He's just so genuine. Very genuine. You know, you, you feel the warmth off of his heart, but that guy's still like a grizzly bear. He'll rip your fucking head off. It's always the nicest ones you got to be worried about. It is. It is, man. It was just... Talking to him brought me down memory lane because, you know, I, I remember I remember that celebration. Yeah. You know, I was I was at a lot of those celebrations as, you know, like he said, you, you feel a pressure for when teams in Boston were winning championships. And that was before I had a, a Super Bowl. So, like, once the Bruins got it, they didn't have it for, like, since 72 or something. Like, that that pressure is real when you're in a you know a vibrant real you know winning sports town. And you'd seen now every team win every t except us, right? So that's that little fire. In it. Yeah. So little. this was this is a a big game for Julian Edelman. Yeah, it was. We not really. It was. It was. You just say you don't. You can't build it up like that and then just take it away. Yeah. I was trying to get. A, I was trying to get some steamroll. No, it was. It was a huge. No, it was. It definitely was. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> How did we? we you know, the prop. By the way, the prop bet. I think we just fucked up completely, right? Yeah, we kind of uh, breezed by it. What was it again? Oh, his hockey stick. Yeah, a lot. He of was too nice. We couldn't. <laughs> it would have been weird. I know. We got. I think he would have played that. along with it though. He's, I don't know. He's one of the boys, though. You could. I'm telling you, he's. He, we fucked up. We fuck, but we. We yeah. got a good interview. I thought we. I thought it was. It was fun. He was. He was. He was good. Um. Dude. What's the legacy of this game? Ended 39 year drought. The old Stanley Cup coming home to Boston. That's home. That's is it not home? It's not home. Or is it Canada's home? No, it's Boston is home. All right, whatever. I thought it would be all right. Now each of Boston's big four professional teams. All right, we get it. Had a title had a good fucking decade. Jesus Christ. Cemented no. Boston as title town USA. I mean. <laughs> raised a bunch of really shitty kids. Really we, entitled fucks. We also raised a lot of banners. Yeah, you did. We raised Those kids stink. <laughs> You saw that kid who was like, I'm uh, that meme. I'm, you know, I'm just a baby, and I've watched all these teams win a bunch. Yeah, well, I hope you grow up to be a fucking loser. Hope your life is shit. Oh, it is going to be tough if Boston goes into a, a a drought here. Yeah, for those those kids that yeah, well, if they do, I don't think they will. They might. 
I mean, Celts, Pats aren't looking too good. Celts. They came close. That might have been the only shot. The East Celts look good. The East is stacked. 35 dude. and 35 by Tatum and Brown opening night. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I know the coach. Are they going to get by trouble. Milwaukee? You know, I, the East is stacked. Milwaukee. Miami's good. They barely got by Miami. We got them. We got them. Lasting image of this. Honestly, the lasting image is probably the, the the visual of how big his stick was when I was doing the research. Really, it, it was such a big stick. He is. A I'm not fuck. talking dick. All right, I'm talking stick. His yeah. hockey stick. But his hog is big too. He's Could you big, tell? I could just tell by the way he's sitting there. You got? You got does he have BDE? Yeah, absolutely. He does, doesn't he? Definitely has BDE. Don't you think? I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> the fact checker, Jack, coming in sweet. Um, the riots that, that I mean, that's, that's pretty... a big one. Char lifting the cuff is pretty badass Cause you, the way you, you know, the way you just close it out with him saying him lifting at the highest, that's, you know, it is this damn. Look at this. It's funny. You think of Canadians as nice people, but once they start losing hockey, they will fuck up a city. You know, that's crazy. Let me... What they're, are they just making out there? What are we looking at? Make out? So romantic. They must be from Boston. <laughs> if you think about it, right? Are they happy? because or Maybe they're just turned on by riots. That's That's got to be like a phobia thingy or something. Like Is that like a... I don't know. Jack, did we miss anything? Um, We talked a lot about shafts and stick length and... All that good stuff. Chara's stick length, 67 inches. 67 oh inches. Had to get the special waivers. Um, that is we'd so... Be, yeah. That's, what, four feet? Five inches? More. 12, 24, 36, 48, 60. Yeah, that's five feet, seven inches. That's wow. taller than me. My God. Damn. It's almost taller than me. That's fucking big. Speaking of big, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about... Another legendary dong in the Boston Garden, Dennis Johnson. Oh, is he, to have, is he have a massive penis? Yeah, according to Don Johnson, another Johnson, he was invited into the locker room as a guest of Larry Bird, caught a glimpse of DJ coming out of the showers, and it was so impressive, Don Johnson put it in his book. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty Dennis Johnson, finals MVP, BDE. <laughs> um, and then, R.I.P. Dennis Johnson. R.I.P. He was a real one. Um uh, Big Z mentioned that night at Foxwoods, legendary bar tab, $156,679. Do not bring hockey players out with you. Is Never. Story. Most of that, thanks to the now infamous $100,000 bottle of Ace of Spades. What What is Ace of Spades? The champagne. Champagne. Is it, is it good? I don't know if it's $100,000. Nothing. $100, this was the 30-liter Midas bottle, one of only six in existence. Wow. That is a lot of... Foxwoods, I've had some fucking bombs in that casino. Holy shit. We're talking about bomb shelters earlier. That was a bomb shelter for me. I would fucking eat it. That's a terrible... Although I will say, I believe Foxwoods, I could be wrong. Maybe it's Mohegan Sun. One of them has a Pepe's pizza in there, which is fucking clutch. I never had it. Pepe's a solid New Haven pizza, but... Uh, is, or have I had... We had modern... Great. Yeah, it's, it's that good. style. Yeah, like that. those pizzas are all good. They're unreal. But uh, yeah, I remember bombing in, in Foxwoods, just brutal. You just 
what do you like how do you handle it would, would you just keep it going you just shit on them you're just like fuck you piece of shit casino people <laughs> and then you take a walk around and then you take a walk through the casino and you like i'm i'm not in great shape or anything but like you you take a stroll through the casino you feel pretty good about your body <laughs> you look at these fucking animals at the slot machine and you're like all right i'm running a tight ship here you know <laughs> But you really, uh, I, I took some L's in that. And it's it's a tough one because you drive there. Uh, I didn't drive. I put my friend with me. But we would drive there and we'd, oof. Two, what is it, two hours from here? In traffic, it could be a bitch. I yeah. My friend Mark Norman and I did a week. It was me, Mark Norman, and Chris Stefano together years ago. It was like 2010. And we fucking, 11. And we, we had a journalist with us. And he was like being like, these are some young, cool comics. And he watched us and he was like, this is insane. You have to deal with this shit. He was like expected to be like a romantic, cool like trip, and he saw us up there and was like, "That was fucking bad." Casinos are tough. I, especially casinos that are, you know, in the middle of nowhere. A lot of them are. I guess they are if you think about it. Yeah. Vegas, middle of nowhere. Vegas is tough. No, no, no. Good comic wants to go to Vegas. Why? It's good money, but it's not good crowds. Yeah. It's a transient city. Yeah. I guess there's some locals there, but... But it, we love the Encore in Boston. We do love the Encore in Boston. <laughs> yeah, Encore in Boston. Never been. You should go. You should check it out. It's Maybe beautiful. Boston, hey, man. I got I got love. I, I, I There's New York-Boston beef, but I got love for Boston. Same. I got. I, I love Boston. I, I love New York. I like New York. I, yeah. I love coming here. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you right now, I love New York... New York's probably like top two favorite cities in in the country. Really, one hundred percent. What's the other one? Because now I know it's between the Bay Area and Boston, and you're gonna leave one out, and I'm loving this. Because <laughs> you just said top two. Top one, two. One Boston's the, number one. Boston's number nice one. save. Boston. We knock one. Bay Area. That's pretty pretty good. I love SF, but I yeah. love SF, but it's getting it's just a little too it's a little weird right now. It's fucking weird, you know, and and it's it's just. It's not the San Francisco I grew up in. Like, there's like no one's from San Francisco anymore. Yeah, I'm tech. It's too man. expensive. Tech. It's rat expensive over there. Yeah, that's like what happens. Like a lot of people, you know, we need more liberals, and you see this shit, and you're like, well, this is what happens when liberals get real powerful. Yeah. There's dudes flown by on scooters, and then there's the rest of the dudes look like Dawn of the Dead. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> it is apocalypse out there. It's apocalypse. It's a great city, but I mean, it's a good. Aesthetically, you know it is probably the most beautiful city to me in America. I don't. I don't think there's an argument. But let's score this game. Let's or match. Oh, we got to name the game first. Oh, we got the Big Bad Bruins. That's not bad. Riot series. The Riot series. No, there's other ones because I Riot series. I think of like Rodney King and shit. I don't think of like. But that's because I'm American. Uh, Title town complete. I mean, I know you like that one. I, I think I lean Big Bad Bruins. We'll go Big Bad Bruins. We'll go Big Bad Bruins. Stakes set game seven. Game seven. You got to go on the road. On the road, and you haven't won since the seventies. Seventies. I go. I go nine three. That's 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 that's. I I agree. Star power. Bunch of stars in this. A lot of stars. Um, but it is hockey. No offense. Eight? Let's go eight. Gameplay. They blew them out in the last game. I mean, the series was great. Bag, but this is the game. The so game. I, game, I go four. Four. No? Really? What, higher? Four oh. You think it's higher than four? But the game is whatever. 
All right, fine. Go four five. No, go four five. Four five. We'll go four five. I just think it's a four zero win. I understand if you're. I guess if you're connected to this game, like he couldn't (laughs) relax. But if I'm and List was talking about how he couldn't relax, but like I don't know. Name, I go like four. Yeah, I agree. What's that come? What's that get us total of Jackie? Eight point five. No, that's too high. Sorry, six point five. I misread that. That's better. There we go. Wow. Well, follow Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. At Games with Names is the handle. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. Like, subscribe, recommend it to a friend, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. Rate and review, comment. I want to. Uh, we we want to see comments. Even tell that homeless guy he was fucking on the street in San Francisco. He might have a phone. He definitely has a phone. Downloads count. Yeah, download count. That's all for this episode of Games with Names, presented by WinBet. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. Thank you, of course, to Joe List and the Big Z. I'm Sam Morell, and I'm Julian Edelman, and we'll see you at the next game. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. 
Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.